Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of How Do You Write Like You're Running? Nope. How Do You Zite Like You're Running Out of Time? <laughs> Sorry. I just went straight for it, you know? Uh, I'm, boom, boom, I'm Hamilton boom, boom, up. I'm Hamilton deaf. Uh, I can't stop. Your kids like Hamilton? I'm nonstop. Uh, they have not. They don't seen like the historical un- inaccuracies. I think is what you said. Yeah, yeah. They said that like the racial stuff is like too delusional. The will, um, the willful ignorance of the narrative unfo- unfolding before the audience exactly. felt they were, right. They were like, it's definitely like Obama era. You know, right, right. This white is pre my, my pre birth, pre my birth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my four-year-old walked uh, in and was like, what is this shit? He's like, really? Okay. For real? All right. <laughs> hey, I'm Jack O'Brien. That's Miles Gray. <laughs> this is What's Trending. Mm-hmm. We are looking at uh, Will and Jada are trending. Yep, that red table talk. That is uh, Will Smith, uh-huh. Jada Pinkett Smith. Yes. Uh, a married couple, I understand. Open uh, marriage. They, open marriage. Open now. marriage. Or it's been an open marriage, which is why she was having a, in a relationship with August Alsina. Uh, August Alsina, who singer. is uh, closer to her son's age than her age by quite a bit. Yeah, um, they. It was an interesting thing where a, you know the red table talks are always where things just just put it all out there. And this one mm. particularly was Will and Jada being very open about their relationship. I haven't seen it, but the takes on Twitter make it seem like it's somewhere between cringy as fuck and damn, that was weird to watch. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I, so definitely worth watching. But there, like, some people were saying, like, it was just weird because they were both trying to be like nonchalant about like not caring that she was with this guy or whatever. And it was, I don't know. I mean, either way, like that's their prerogative to put their business yeah. out there however they want to. But then at and that- I think some, some things are like so taboo that like you can't see people be nonchalant about it without like projecting your own shit onto them. So like seeing somebody like I can see that also being the case. Even if they are truly nonchalant, like people just being like, well, she must be jealous or like he must be pissed. Yeah. It's just like I mean, there was a part where they say we ride or die together. Bad marriage forever. (laughs) Do they really? Yeah. And it's like cringy. (laughs) It's weird because it's almost like I don't know if I want that relationship. You know, like maybe they make it right. But this is this is inherently the deal with like celeb obsessed culture it's like this is even i don't know if jada and will even want to do that but they know it's something that the culture and the zeitgeist will eat up so they do whatever i i I know this i don't have enough time to do that because i'm gonna try and learn hamilton all on my own i think some people treat celebrities like you know they're greek gods and like this is just an example to think about a, a human relationship that is of interest like it could be anybody it could be the person down the street these are just the people that are the shorthand for you to talk to other people about and like get your thoughts out there so yeah no shade to anybody who wants to think and talk about will and jada what it, um, it's but it seems the more i read everyone is just like it seems like uh will smith comes out of there just really feeling hurt or august alcina who's like i loved her and jada describes their relationship with or her relationship with august alcina as an entanglement Ooh. so you know a lot i think a lot of feelings were hurt people may show them or not show them but 
it is what it is. Mm. Hashtag buy Goya is trending. Yeah. So Goya is the food company. They have all sorts of different products oh, and um, everything. If you if you cook, you know, uh, if you have a, any kind of Latin dishes you cook, you have Goya in the home. But not everybody yes, yes. does. Uh, and right. this is the deal. Like it's there. They, the CEO, had basically mm-hmm. come out and was like just doing a dick solo on Trump, just being like, "This guy's <laughs> great." And people were like, "How the fuck are is the head of Goya gonna be out here praising Donald Trump? It doesn't make sense." So a lot of people were like, "Yo, fuck that!" Like we're b- boycotting that. Like this is yeah. a brand for the community, and you're gonna out you're gonna stand with Donald Trump. No. So the buy Goya hashtag is in response to people boycotting it for that remark. And it's all these like conservatives who are like, yes, Goya, blah. It's like, motherfucker, you don't know what Goya is. Right. Yeah, yeah. That what the fuck are you talking really, about? Really uh, knowing his target demo, the CEO there. Yeah, uh, they're like, oh, I love yeah. the Mojo uh, marinade for my chickens. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So, mm. you know, another culture war culture war moment where a capitalist has to reveal his mask and uh, take his mask off and be like, yep, so I'm on the side of just fuck fuck poor people. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of poor people, Robert De Niro is also trending because he is poor now. Dude, right? this guy is fucking trash. <laughs> Robert, I mean, I don't, I don't know hurting. enough. I don't know enough about him either way, but we talked about how the Nobu Group, uh, which is like himself, Matsuhisa, the chef behind it, and another Hollywood producer, and some other people like own this hospitality group. It's hotels, it's restaurants, and they got between what, the, according to like the SBA paperwork, anywhere between eleven and twenty-seven million dollars in paycheck support. Um, mm. And everyone's like, "What the fuck? This dude's worth a half a million dollars, and he's asking for all this money from taxpayers." So now we find out that his lawyer is out here basically saying like. This is the headline on one of the articles. Robert De Niro's lawyer says the doctors or the actors' finances have been ruined by the coronavirus. Mm. But mm. it's like, have they really? This man, I everybody Googled his net worth immediately, 500 million. He even has said it, it's around there. That he's basically doing this according to his ex-wife's lawyer, because he does not want to pay her anything. And he's trying to use coronavirus as an excuse to walk out on paying any kind of spousal support. On top of banning his ex-wife and two children from like his New York compound, like throughout all of this chaos, I don't know, man. This shit's this is fucking real sad day. That's for like that's next level when you are banning your own kids or just like turning your back on your own kids. Now like that's, that's what the lawyer says. Of course, they're gonna be like, he would never do that. So I don't know where it where this all lands, right. but I do know this. Yeah. His lawyer, basically, in trying to paint this picture of this like poor and destitute, iconic American actor, uh, said that, you know, his accounts and business manager says the best case for Mr. De Niro, this is a quote verbatim, okay? Uh, the best case for Mr. De Niro, if everything starts to turn around this year, he's going to be lucky if he makes seven and a half million dollars this year. Oh, my goodness. That's what this motherfucker said out loud. So in touch with the <laughs> lives of other Americans. Uh-huh. Oh, no. I mean, you guys could be like if you make 7.5 mil. Your honor? So what do you want him to do? Uh, Starve? Um. Anyways, he he also got that PPP money. 
So shout out to him. Well deserved, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just a it's just really weird. It's just the same shit the fucking Giuliani pulled too. Like it's just saying like you you know, I don't have all this income now. So because I don't have this income, well don't look at what I'm don't look at what's in my bank account. Look at what right. I'm making right now. I'm willing to share what I'm making right now, not what I'm hiding and hoarding away on the side. That's mine for me to not have when my physical body expires. Yeah. Just too many things to be outraged. Right? It, it, the, there's a bottleneck of just like our sensory intake systems of just like there's so so much shit to be outraged by. I mean, and then there's yeah. no, no reason really to even be outraged by Robert De Niro. Like more in this, yeah, <laughs> on this you're like an example. You're like, of God them. damn it. I was rooting for Robert De Niro. <laughs> I was rooting for you. <sighs> we were all. <laughs> <laughs> Get that Tyra Banks meme out. One of the 200 uh, uh, great moments of culture on uh, Last Culturistas, one absolutely. of my favorite podcasts. And they put it, uh, they put it on. They just had their 200th episode, uh, pr- also produced by super producer Anna Hosnier. Uh, it is a three episode wild ride. And you any, know how I yeah. feel about lists. Anybody y'all. with pop culture mind for anything, you must listen because they you must. these Matt and Bowen are on another fucking yeah. level with that shit. Oh my god! If only one day so we funny. could be on Las Colchis. I know. One of these days. Uh, <laughs> one of these days, it, we'll be on one of these big shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Greyhound is trending, uh, not because of the bus company, but because uh, that is a new Tom Hanks movie, apparently. Is it based um, on a book? It's based on a book. It is Tom Hanks's first uh, screenplay credit because he adapted oh, a book to the screen. Uh, apparently, you know. It's okay. It's not not great. Pretty stripped down. What is it about? It's a World War II movie. World War II naval drama. Okay. So I know you were just saying that you were, well, we need more World War II naval dramas. I know. About white men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, apparently very charismatic. This guy, Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> I, I got sucked into a couple like list articles. Again, I'm just... It's been too long since I worked at Cracked, and I'm just getting list, yeah. list lonely. List I need, draws. I need me lists. Set list draws. Uh, but somebody ranked the top 25 performances uh, by him, and it seems somewhat arbitrary to me. Like Apollo 13 was number one. I don't remember I, that's that. That's not memorable. Philadelphia yeah. is more memorable to me than. Yeah, Apollo they had Philadelphia at 10. They had what? Big at eight. Big is Big's one of the great. Josh of all Baskin. Time, Josh Baskin is fucking Baskin. Come on, was man. that his name? Josh Baskin. Yeah. Right. Oh. Oh yeah. And yeah. Zoltar, the other. That the... that machine fucking freaked me the fuck out. Oh yeah. And dude. then I remember the uh, the first time I had ever gone to New York. I wanted to go to FAO Schwartz because I wanted to be on that piano. The shit was not there, mm-hmm. and I had a tantrum. Dun, 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 and dun, they had to call the police. Ha- how? Because <laughs> I fucking I drove one of those little Mercedes go karts right out the window. <laughs> like fuck this uh, place. How did? But that was I went in there too looking for that shit. How was that not just front and center? How did it, they miss? It was the, un, it was the under impact repair. of that scene under repair. Got it. Yeah, because I remember um, they also had one in Vegas. And they also had that like foot piano there because like for the longest time that was like the greatest ad for FAO Schwartz was that scene. Oh big. man, it's the only reason I ever knew about that place. 
When I went, it's basically like a Macy's, but only a toy section. Yeah. It's just one big, one like, big uh, like toy Duncan's store. toy chest from Home Alone Two. You yeah. know, wasn't that what it's called? What's your favorite? Uh, I actually don't remember. What's your favorite yeah, Duncan's Hanks toy movie? chest? What's my favorite? What Tom Hanks movie? Yeah. Oh shit! I don't know, man. I don't really like think of like Tom Hanks as someone's like, damn, that's my favorite. I almost don't need to look at a list. Well, what's yours? Um. I think Big is my favorite. Uh, I, you know, as much as I like to shit talk Forrest Gump, uh, I end up enjoying the hell out of it whenever I watch it, but it is uh, very, very problematic. Um, Yeah, Big's probably my favorite. I also love Saving Private Ryan. Mine's probably Cloud Atlas. I would say Cloud Atlas. Is my Seriously? favorite time. No. That <laughs> show was so weird. <laughs> I was like, what? Wasn't he Asian at some point in that? Oh, Toy Story 4 is my favorite Tom Hanks movie. You know, it's kind of weird. I don't I don't know what I like. I you know what? I'm a shitty bro. I really like I really, really liked Saving Private Ryan when that was yeah, out. Yeah, me too. Just because I love I was such a World War II nerd, like any fucking kid in like with the history channel on in the background. Um and not, you know, and romanticizing that period without looking at it fully uh, for what it was. But I think there was I think it was something about the filmmaking, because to, up until that point, the war films I had seen were very much like, oh, shit's fucking tight. And I was like, wait, the guys just fell down the second those doors opened on the beaches of Normandy. I'm like, didn't they? Oh, huh. And I think it's like a <laughs> 14 year old. Like I sort of was like, oh, that's like that is it's yeah. less like a movie and more like human life. But uh, but I think deep down, the Toy Story films also got to have a spot there because that's like the one Pixar franchise I've still gone to see after like aging out of the demographic. Yeah. Toy Story 4 is my favorite Toy Story. And is it good? The one Tom with like Hanks the movie. spoon dude? Yeah. Because the last yeah. one I saw was three. I was drunk. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I will. I will be honest. I did have a little too many margaritas at the El Torito Cantina in Sherman Oaks uh, when I saw it, but that fucked me up when I thought they were all gonna die. Uh, yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm good with that being ending it right there. But I, now that you're saying you're co-signing no, number four, oh, big time. All right. Yeah, I I felt the exact same way. I was like three. Like, how can you end a franchise more perfect than that? And then they did. We we I remember we wrote a article at Cracked about how the implications of the Toy Story universe are so fucked up because like the toys live forever, and so they're just like getting put in a garbage dump where they're like immobilized. And can't move. And then we wrote that like in 2008. And then Toy Story 3 came out and was about that. They're like, yeah, man, you can go to the dump and just like live a horrifying waking nightmare for eternity. <laughs> right. Or, uh, you know, it was pretty dope. Uh, I, I admire that they just steered into that tailspin. And Toy Story 4 also has some pathos in the background, but also one of my one of my favorite movies of the year. All right. Also, gotta gotta mention uh, that thing you do. I have to mention that, that. thing you do. I you like do that. I can watch that. that over and over. I can watch that a bunch and just be laugh about it. Mm. Damn this this list gives a, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. One of his top. Uh, they made they put that as his fourth best performance. So. Jesus. <laughs>
I'm gonna have to check that shit out. All right. Uh, well, Miles, it's been it's been a week, man. Oh yeah. What a week. Been a real one. We've broken up. We've gotten back together. Breakups uh, to makeups. That's right. Um, no, we're not. But maybe we are. Who knows? The mystery continues. Made up. Oh, okay. Made up? Yeah. Right, will we have a red table talk soon? That's that's the question. <laughs> we should. Zach, you're like, I was entangled with another right. network. <laughs> Entanglement one time. Miles, where can people find you? Oh, uh, you know, y'all already know. Miles of Gray everywhere. At Miles of Gray. Wherever. Go, go. Find go, me go, at find Jack me. underscore O'Brien on Twitter. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. We hope you guys are uh, well. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Uh, don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we'll be back on Monday with a whole new podcast. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.